interest rates in the third quarter significantly impacted buyers, whether they were financing or paying cash. So intensely, in fact, that rates have impacted all of the key metrics that we track, contract signed, inventory, and Days on Market, your favorite. And we're going to talk about all the nuances. And by the end of the episode, you'll know exactly what you need to know if you're considering buying or selling in this current New York City real estate cycle. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast with John and Jonathan. Mr. Conlon, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Feeling punchy. I'm doing well. So it's good to see you all back. Thanks for joining us for uh, the quarterly stats, third quarter stats for New York City Manhattan transactions. Q3 was a bit of a challenge. You look at it, it's no surprise, unfortunately, as we've talked about in our monthly uh, statistics podcasts, where the last couple of months in particular have been a bit challenging. We've explained why we think that, but we the contract sign number 2266 for Q3, that's 15% down year over year, so versus Q3 of 2022, which also down year. So that's not good, two down years in a row and still 15% off where we were last year and down 27% quarter over quarter, which there's always a downtick in, from Q2 to Q3 because um, it encapsulates a lot of the summer months that we see less activity so Mm -hmm. that it makes sense to have a a downtick, but 27% is a little more than the average bear. As we talked about last month, we we continue to see very strong headwinds in the Manhattan market, uh, particularly because of the increase in the interest rates. From second quarter to third quarter, they're up uh, three quarters of a percent. And we have no sign of the rates uh, leveling or going down anytime until Maybe there's speculation third quarter, maybe the end of next year. So this is the current market climate. And and we're feeling it. We are definitely feeling yeah. it, as are the sellers. And it feels like certainly boots on the ground for us. Showings, we're having showings. We're Plenty we're, of them. The buyers are just, you know, really at the end of the day, searching for any reason not to transact. You know, they have to have a real reason to overcome all of the negative things that are out there. And of course, we have a lot of, right now, by happenstance, our inventory on the team is needing a lot of work. Um, a lot of our apartments need renovations. Well, that's, as we talked about last last month, it's a, another reason not to do renovation is the added cost of carrying the apartment due to interest rates while they can't live in the apartment. So just another, you know, notch in the belt as to, uh, you know, why somebody's not willing to uh, to plunk down. I do, I am hopeful for next year and interest rates alleviating, but what's countermanding that a bit is we're going into a presidential election, which we started to talk about last month, but that's always a bit of a pause. So in terms of these interest rates for buyers who are on the fence about buying, <clears throat> if they have their finances in order, and they are going to be paying a higher interest rate than they were last year. Okay, that's the state of the market. But if they need to find a home, if they desperately want to find a starter home, or they want to buy and uh, they want to sell and buy up, whatever their reasoning being, but if they want to own a piece of Manhattan real estate, okay, so they are going to be having to pay more on their monthlies temporarily, okay? Interest rates go in cycles. My very first home purchase was in the 6% range, okay? And then that was down 
from it was great percent eight percent and yeah. i thought that was a really phenomenal interest rate and then they continued to drop and then i refinanced the loan over the years yeah just as buyers who enter the marketplace now <clears throat> will be able to be afforded to do in um you know in the years to come yeah and if it's a long-term hold correct then you'll write it buy down a good, like buy don't a good stop apartment. your life if you can afford it of that course. is correct so if it's taking you out of the level of affordability where you can't live your life the way that you want to live your life well that's a different story but if you have the funds to do it and the ability to do it well rates go down you'll refi when it when it makes sense you know and correct. if you're holding for 10 or 15 years you know, it's uh, it's it's worthwhile if you find the right property. There is a lot of opportunities out there for buyers. That's correct. You know, I'm not going to... We have brokers that are reaching out to us after we show their properties and saying, listen, just so you know, the Maybe seller said seller. this and they're very motivated and, you know, we want, uh, we want you to know they've told me they don't want to reduce the price, but they want to bring that... Uh, they want me to let you know that they'd be willing to sell it for X. You know, like that happens in sure. this type of market. Sometimes sellers don't want to reduce their price because they know people are still going to want to negotiate. I can't say that that's the best course of action. I think you always need to reduce price. I think it works against you if you say, oh, listen, so. they're willing to come down Definitely. 15% off of the asking price. It is a challenging market for sellers, especially sellers that need to sell, like an estate sale or, a, uh, you know, sellers that are relocating or something yes. in a co-op and they can't really rent it for more than a year or two Correct. or whatever, you know, the, the ones that are forced into a corner that, that really only makes sense to sell, those are the ones that there's probably going to be some more flexibility unless that seller's like, you know what, I'd rather hold it. So next up, let's talk a little bit about inventory. We had 6,480 units on the market at the end of the third quarter. That's down 3% year over year, but the inventory is 12% down quarter over quarter. And the baseline is many sellers are hesitant to give up their mortgage, those low mortgage rates. We saw fewer than 3,800 apartments hit the market this past summer. That's the fewest amount of listings to hit the market in the third quarter since 2009. So that goes back to those heavy, heavy, heavy uh, headwinds on um, interest rates. Yeah, and sellers just feeling like, well... Maybe it's just now's not the time to list my apartment. Uh, correct. I don't need to make a move. And, you know, listen, the market always, I think, generally speaking, it takes a while for things to sink in for people. They they hold out for optimism of, okay, well, we see transactions are still happening, right? There's, they are still happening, correct. albeit to a lower degree, especially this quarter. But you're now seeing a higher percentage of the, the listings being estate sales or divorces or relocations. Like we talked about, the, the people that really do need to sell. Okay, so the, the drop, though, the 12% quarterly uh, drop in the inventory numbers is commensurate with 2021, 2022. It's not out of the ordinary for the inventory numbers to drop because of why. Right. Seasonality. So summer's always a little bit slower, which we're, t we're calling Q3 the summer, the summer quarter, because yes, you get post Labor Day, you get that little bump of inventory and stuff. But, you know, July and August are, are really dead months typically, Correct. statistically. People will speaking. wait until September to list. Yeah. Annual supply shifts varied by price points. Under $2 million, the inventory fell 8%. Over $2 million, we saw actual 4% increase annually, um, largely due to the higher-priced sales happening downtown. 
obviously the larger apartments are selling a little bit more readily, so yeah. more sellers being more apt to list their yeah, homes. Yeah, I think statistically they're they're getting in tune with the statistics, which shows that the higher end of the market is moving a little bit more, right. which is maybe giving that upper end of the market, I would think, a little more confidence to get it out there if they are in a... a they really do want to sell. So if we look at active listing declines in Manhattan mm -hmm. in submarkets, we saw the highest declines in Upper Manhattan and then the Financial District and Battery Park City. So in Man Upper Manhattan, down 17%, and in Lower Manhattan, down 6%. East Side was the only submarket that we actually saw an increase in listings, up 4% annually. Yeah, and that I would equate that to... You know, when you talk about Battery Park City, Financial District, and then Upper Manhattan, which is you know north of the park, there, I would say north of the park, you're going to have uh, lower, much lower price points. So we see a resistance from sellers to put their apartments out there, seeing what's going on and mm -hmm. feeling the uh, significant nature of the interest rates affecting their buyer, their market, um, because it's the lower price points. Financial District, Battery Park City, they're smaller markets. They're more they're fringe markets in terms of uh, desirability and such. So we've already got a shortage of of buyers, you know, like real buyers that are looking to to sell. Maybe those those sellers are realizing that we haven't dissected the the financial. Uh, the statistics in those particular neighborhoods. We don't work in those neighborhoods all that much, but uh, I would think that those sellers, there's a lot of investors um, First -time who are holding on. There's the People are, are very sort of dedicated to those markets, but uh, if they're a f Battery Park City more than Financial District, they're like, you know, it's a very subsection of the market. I think those people are just holding on. They're just saying, you know what, and we've sold down Battery Park City not that long ago, and it's it's challenging. So I think they they're probably got exhausted a little bit earlier than the rest of the market because of that buyer pool constriction. So in terms of the of the types of apartments that we saw um, inventory falling, the studios and the one bedrooms fell eleven and twelve percent respectively, versus a year ago. Conversely, two and three bedroom homes saw increase of. Uh, increase inventory three and four percent respectively. So again, the bigger apartments, more bigger apartments coming on the market and the lower apartments, the smaller apartments uh, decreasing. Now, as we enter the fourth quarter, we are not seeing a plethora of inventory hitting the marketplace. As you had said, unless sellers must sell the apartments, they are very reluctant to sell. Uh, unless they have an exit strategy, if they know where they're going. Yeah. And so counseling of sellers, they must go to the marketplace. You know, in a rising market, a seller can afford to price aggressively and the market can catch up with with this with the seller. In a in a uh, in a sinking market or a, a, a lessening market, You've got to get ahead of the curve, and that's always the challenge for the seller. And that's where our counsel is extremely important, and sometimes sellers are resistant to hearing the feedback. Yeah. And we're only the messengers. Yeah. And um, fortunately, we have some very, very um, pragmatic and realistic sellers who are 
in this current market and who will take our counsel. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day was why we talk about us as the advisors. We're here to try to get get you the information as a seller and a buyer, of course, but focusing on the sellers, give them the information uh, as much as we can around showings, response, et cetera. They take our guidance, especially on all the staging, et cetera. And we're down to, okay, it's really price sensitive. Then the market is speaking. Um, and it if is. we're showing it a lot and nothing's happening, um, no offers presented, even lowball offers, then you, you got to go to the market. It's a matter of motivation because there is this natural human, you know, uh, trait to not want to insult a seller. People will only typically, most people will only present an offer so far off the asking price. Correct. You know, generally it lands around 10%. We talk about this all the time. Even it, 15% off of the asking price, yeah, you know, we'll yes. get the cou- sellers to counsel. But anything that, but buyers coming in 20 to 30% off the asking price, that it just they, it very, doesn't very, very happen. rarely. I mean, we have we have a couple instances of that where people haven't even seen the apartments. They're That's investors. Cool. They're like, yeah. they're searching for those desperate sellers. Like the people are just like, yeah, let's get rid of, you know, I'll sell it. But Honestly, if a seller was willing to sell an apartment for 30% below what you're currently listed at, <laughs> why wouldn't they reduce the price 20% and and then hopefully drive multiple people? And, you know, it just doesn't make sense. But anyways. So last but not least, we're going to talk about days on market. Days on market is sitting at 109 days as of the end of the quarter, which is actually up 20% year over year. So days on market have gone up significantly from where we were Q3 of last year, Uh, actually down a bit quarter over quarter. As we always talk about, it's a hard statistic to dissect. I think uh, what we have talked about is, is where we see that trending. And I think as we do, as 50% of our business is working with buyers, you know, I know we're both out there looking at listings, you know, in our system, et cetera. And we see these very large days on market. As those start to lock in, I think we're going to see that days on market trend upward significantly if if some of these apartments start to sell, especially if if we start to see rates, some alleviation on that on the on the interest rates going up, even if it's a stagnation. But certainly, if we start to see a downward uh, trend on the interest rates, whenever that may be, middle, end of next year, what have you. When that happens, buyers will start jumping in. All of these apartments will trade that have been sitting on the market and we'll see the average days on markets skyrocket. So it's, I can't really speak to why it's down 12% quarter over quarter. There's less transactions being done. It's sort of hard to gauge now because it seems like the beautiful apartments that are need no renovation are a really clean and desirable layout in nice buildings and such those are trading very can still trade That's, very quickly that is what's bringing down the days on market that'll bring it down but then you have on the flip side of that the apartments that need a lot of work and Correct. stuff that are 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 much longer on the market and taking longer to sell and those are stretching either way so i don't think there's a lot of of real um, statistical value right now in the days on market. Let's say that. So the, at the end of the day, uh, for sellers, listen to your agent, trust in your agent, take their guidance on it. If you if you believe they know, if they're successful at what they do, if they have a good track record in what they do, it, you, you have to put a lot of stock in what they say. Gone are the days where the seller is dictating price. What's dictating price these days? The buyers. The market, yeah. 
The buyers are the ones that ultimately set the prices. I think it's more important for sellers to be staging, to be cleaning up apartments, um, especially like estate sales, spend the money on uh, a professional organizer, spend the money to get the apartment painted, refinish the floors. I went in an apartment the other day, they redid the floors, put down new floors in this apartment. <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. Removed built-ins. You know, sellers are very resistant to doing those sorts of things because it's an empty apartment. Mm -hmm. It was an empty apartment, so it makes it easier. But still, that's a real investment. They probably yes. spent seventy-five thousand mm -hmm. dollars doing all the painting and removing and yeah. blah blah blah. And it was in the midst of it, it happening. But it's a great apartment. But I could see the outline because it wasn't painted yet i could see where all the built-ins were it was the, the the broker i will say advised them beautifully and they took the they took his guidance well on it so listening to that and it, gone are the days of like ah they'll see past it they'll oh, see past yeah. it no you need to you need to you need to invest some money to, to show it in its best light. Particularly if you you have to make your apartment look the best that it can look. We counsel sellers every single day to, yeah. whether it's doing the fix-ups like you have said, or just elbow grease to get the apartment, decluttering the apartment. It's got to it's got to shine as best as possible. Yeah, and we, listen, many times we're guarding our sellers against expenses. Like, and and sometimes we we make a misjudgment like, oh, well, you know what? We're making the price reduction and maybe, you know, the staging, uh, we want to add in a little here, a little there, like, or, or, or spend a little bit of money in conjunction with a price reduction. Like, that's a hard thing for us to even bring to our sellers, but we're trying to be as proactive Definitely. as possible because, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it's not our money, but... But our job is is a, a steward of our sellers to make sure that they can spend as little money as possible and be efficient about. Um, but what we're finding these days is you got to pull out all the stops. You 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 got to. It's, mm -hmm. You, you got to get it as 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 beautiful as you can. Correct. And on the buy side, <clears throat> like we talked about earlier, Manhattan. Uh, moves in cycles. The real estate market moves in cycles, and so. Depending on your time horizon, if you have a very long time horizon where you're looking to find a, uh, you're, you're putting money into a primary residence, whether it's, and I would say your long time horizon, I would say seven to 10 years out, find yourself a good apartment if you have the down payment and you're also able to make your monthly mortgage payments. Now is a really great opportunity for you to be able to find a seller who is ready to make a real estate deal and to get yourself a good deal in a good apartment, in a good neighborhood. Uh, don't be afraid of jumping into the real estate market. Yeah, There's no reason for it. We have bought and we have sold real estate in every single different cycle. And sellers who are buying good apartments, I'm sorry, buyers who buy good apartments are rewarded over time. But yeah. you know, it's not like you can jump in and out of apartments in New York City. That's not the way the market works. Yeah. Well, and somebody said to me the other day, well, you know, yeah, you, you, it was an apartment that was bought 10 years ago and selling no major investment in or, or anything. It was another agent's listing and, and uh, they were selling at the same price. And they're like, well, they could have put that money in the stock market 10 years ago and blah, blah, blah. And I, my comment back was, yeah, but you can't live in the stock market. Exactly. Like you, you, you can't just eliminate the benefit of having the home that you're whatever that is getting Correct. married in raising a family yes. and living with your partner in whatever the case may be you know so there's these all these other benefits that people the the, the big benefits which is 
the the use of the space. Correct. That's you know? a really good point. <clears throat> and I, yeah. I'll always tell people, I'll say, you know, we've been through a lot of markets together with a housing crisis of 2008. And you go, look, go back and look at pricing, whatever the metric is, whether it's price per square foot or price per room or price per share or whatever. And it's a blip on the screen. A housing a, a housing crisis that, that invoked that recession was a blip on the screen. So we don't normally see big shifts in our market you know, in a, on an annual basis. It's not like we're, oh, we're down, you know, price per square foot's down 20%. You know, it doesn't doesn't happen. I'm not saying it could never happen, but I think we're going to have bigger problems if that happens. Correct. We're going to be, you know, it's not going to matter because we're going to be focusing on war or something Correct. like that, yeah. you know. So if you look at it from that perspective and you're able to go out there and you're able to buy an apartment, yes, interest rates are what they are, but to your point, refi when it comes down, et cetera, you're still getting that home for your your yourself, your family, whatever the case may be, if you can get that property for 10% below what the last comps, you know, of course, it's not an exact science, but around about a 10% off, I think you're going to be very pleased with that investment in the next, and in two years time, you'll be like, oh, that was good timing. Correct. Of course, there's lots of things in our moving market, in our world that that can change that outcome. Maybe it's not two years, maybe it's five years, maybe it's 10 years, but that's why we talk about the longevity of the investment. It's like buying a share of Apple at 145, and then it goes all the way down to 125. <laughs> then it goes up to 250. You got in. You gotta get, hey, you got a piece of the, but you can what get is a it? big, you well, you get a piece of Apple stock, but you can buy a piece of the big Apple. Oh, there you go. Big Apple <laughs> at a seven to 8% interest rate. I'd take it in a minute. Okay, so listen, thanks for being a part of Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. Jonathan, always a pleasure. Loved Likewise. it. Likewise. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you right back here next month. In right? the meantime, remain Be healthy, safe, safe, and remain in gratitude. We'll see you next time. Next time. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, GestaskaConlinTeam.com, or you can find us on all social media with the handle at GestaskaConlinTeam. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.